0: Right now, that is my sure sign and uh, release into the fact that spring is on its way. Uh, The days just seem like they're getting brighter. The grass slowly is starting to peek out little bits of green. I know that the buds are starting to bloom under that soil. We're getting some rain in the next coming weeks, days, all of the things so i just i just know i just have this deep knowing that we are almost out of winter i'm sure we'll have a few cold days also um sprinkled in as spring comes but we have a lot of 60 days and like really like high lows of 40s so man you guys hi (laughs) i just started right into all the babbles um all of the joy that I'm just experiencing right now because we love this time we love this time of coming back inward of winter and you know really taking time to be with our vessel and our space and yeah kind of hibernate in an essence and it's so important but man (laughs) We're such expressive beings and we're meant to be expressed and expansive so we best serve in that way after we come out of hibernation when we're in full bloom, when we've blossomed and opened our wings and are singing out into the world like these birdies. Yeah, it's just spring is coming, spring is here. Hi guys! After that long overdue um little intro, I am your host, Lauren, and you're listening to radically loving I mean obviously you you clicked on it you you know you know the name um I feel like I don't know is it silly to be so redundant to just like repeat the same intro over and over and over again? I don't know, maybe I have to keep doing it until I have a bigger following and a few years down the line maybe should you let me know should i just like keep it short and sweet or should i just start talking about a topic well anyway yes you're listening to radically loving a podcast all about connecting you to people and ways of being to create your very own life filled with radical love in everything you do hmm that's really what the core of this is, and I'm so excited because I have a few solos that I'm going to be recording, but before that, this episode. I'm so excited for you to hear this amazing episode with a new, amazing, incredible friend of mine, Dr. Nicole Heatherly. She is truly a soul expander, truly, truly someone I'm very grateful to have made a connection with, and she's lived in my town <laughs> and we've never crossed paths and you know see that's the magic of the universe is we find each other our souls find our people in the perfect timing and she, man did she come at like right at the exact time I I needed her <laughs> I needed her sweetheart in my life so yeah i just wanted to share with you her magic uh dr nicole heatherly is truly menstrual magician, I believe. And she's just so connected to the body. She's a doctor. So she has that beautiful baseline of that Western experience, but she, you know, stepped out of that and wanted to show people the power of their own bodies and their minds and really what we're capable of beyond the Western side of medicine. Although it's important and there are amazing pieces. She is a chiropractor, She is a guide and helps other female leaders connect greater to their health through pleasure and connection and devotion to the body. What could be better? She truly is a magnetic soul, truly through sharing her deep, deep, deep vulnerability that she really does. And you will feel that in this episode. Her heart is so big, you guys. Um... And she's so vulnerable and she has a way of connecting to her emotions in such a pure way something we all really could learn from she's been such a teacher for me in that way of you know when you're in a safe space a place where you feel like able to be yourself and to be able to express who you are Um, when you just are with people that you feel safe with, um, it's easy to let those emotions be seen, to let them be felt. And which is so beautiful that from the moment I met her, she opened up to me in such a beautiful way. Our first little coffee date, (sighs) she shared her big, big heart right away. And the tears flowed down her beautiful face. And I just was so inspired from that moment on. And I knew I wanted her in my life forever, <laughs> forever and ever. Um. Yeah. How can we get closer to living in that way? Her beautiful version of radically loving and truly like in the essence that we're all here to be love. And the fact that her guides always come back to love. We talk about this for her. It's being love in everything that she does so she's amazing such an amazing expression of radically loving in all that she does in the way she moves her bodies in the way she works with her clients in the way she shares advice and you guys are gonna so enjoy her wisdom we talk so much about emotions and vulnerability and love and being deeply connected to our bodies and trusting our bodies in the absolute magical way that we were always meant to. So without further ado enjoy this episode. Enjoy Nicole Dr. Nicole Heatherly the beautiful expansive loving powerful being enjoy her enjoy her enjoy her i will see you on the other side friends in front of me my new and wonderful friend Nicole is in front of me right now and I'm so excited for you to hear her magic hear her wisdom I have had such an amazing pleasure and um, joy to get to know her more recently and really yeah it's been really lovely getting to know you I'm so happy we're talking it's good to be here thank you hello everyone (laughs) So before we dive into what you're doing in the world, what, let me preface actually, before we are talking about what you're doing and how you're bringing your work into the world, How is your heart today? Mm, I knew that question was coming, and I could
1: (laughs) I could feel it stirring inside of me, and it's already you know bringing on tears. I love your heart. Um, (laughs) So, what's on my heart today is actually really just it's full of joy and happiness today, you know, and just I'm just so happy with where I am in life right now, and with how far I've come and just with everything that it's so full that I just want to spill that out to the world. And yeah, that's where my heart is. That's where all of my excitement is right now. Um, so yeah, and it just, uh, just brings me to tears. I
0: love you. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I. This has been such an incredible, I love that. I love your heart so much and I love that like from the moment i met you like you've been so vulnerable and so open and yeah you just are such a light in that way like you literally just express so fully in whatever expression you're in and yeah you you let the tears out you let your heart like just radiate and it's so beautiful and pure so i just want to honor you and like thank you for expressing like just so sweetly always oh
1: thank you it's something that
0: you know, I never.
1: I've always been that person who, um, where my emotions, I I really feel them. You know, as an empath, I really feel it. And when I was younger, I used to apologize for crying. I would be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," or try to hold it in. Yeah. And the older I've gotten, and the more in touch with my emotions, um, yeah. Now I just let it out, and people actually appreciate it. I've heard so many people say you know man I wish I could cry like that I'm like oh my gosh I'm not I mean I'm not doing it on purpose but yeah I wish you could cry like that too I want everyone to be able to just fully
0: express themselves
1: Yeah. you know
0: yeah it's super freeing to witness you do that because definitely I can notice in myself where I don't let myself go that far too in so many ways and it's like man like how can we just like be more fully with our emotions, be more present with our emotions and like surrender to them more often. It's it's powerful to witness. So. Thank you. Yeah,
1: thank you. And there's something to say about vulnerability too with that, I mm-hmm. think, you know, anytime you can be vulnerable in front of someone else, it brings a wall down and for you and that other person, and then it opens the door for them to go and be vulnerable. And, you know, I've found throughout my life because I am so vulnerable, I have so many people who are vulnerable with me or, you know, I get questions or messages from friends or clients like, okay, I feel like I can tell you this because you won't think I'm weird. And I'm like, yeah, that's the vulnerability because when you're vulnerable, it allows other people to be. Yeah. So.
0: I love it. Yeah. It's so special. Um, and yeah, this is like my first in-person recording. So this is really <laughs> fun and new and exciting, too. Um, but yeah, I just so appreciate your essence here being with me right now, Aww. drinking tea, hanging out. Um, and yeah, so really the next piece that we can dive into, because what I believe is what such an integral part of our journey is our connection to our inner child and also our inner child and how it, how they are represented in our lives, but also who we were when we were younger. Um, were they seen where they felt, And can you share a little bit about who you Mm. were when you were younger, who your inner child is (laughs)
1: here? So i will try to talk through all of this. Um, so yeah, I grew up I well my mom had me at 19 so it was really and both parents were that age um and she was a young mom she did the best she could you know she worked two jobs to raise me so 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 thankful for that um but my dad he was addicted to drugs growing up and so he wasn't a part of my life he was in and out of my life um so I experienced childhood as very, I would say, unstable or just not feeling safe just because of all of the, all of the stuff going on, you know. So I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember a whole lot of my childhood, you know. Probably before I was ten. Um, so yeah, but when I think back to the experience, I just I. I feel it was an unstable time, not not due to my mother or anything specific, but just mm-hmm. lack of stability. Um, and I've done a lot of actually healing work around it, you know, Reiki sessions, death hypnosis sessions, um, to really try to dive into that that inner child. And, you know, what always comes out is that... I just have such a big heart I you know and I didn't I don't think I felt that love as a child Mm -hmm. and it's part of the reason why now you know I'm just here to serve like I want to give everyone love I want to activate love in people I just want to pour that into people and I think a part of that is because of what I felt as a child and so now I can see it as a blessing just like my entire journey you know I used to See it as why did I have to grow up like that, or why did I have that? Or I used to see it as embarrassment. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't tell any of my friends growing up that my dad was in prison. Um, actually, I didn't really share it with anyone until a couple of years ago in a vulnerability sharing circle after um, having an ayahuasca ceremony. And that really opened me up. I, I shared that. And everyone around the circle came up to me afterwards and they were like, because you shared that, I could share this. And that just, it opened me up to, wow, there's so much medicine in things we don't think of. There's medicine in vulnerability. There's medicine in um, laughter. There's, I mean, just things that we don't think of as medicine are pure medicine. So, So yeah, so very, to wrap that back around, just very unstable, very, you know, but it again, it made me who I am. Yeah. So,
0: and are there any pieces like of your inner child, like pieces of things that she loved to do or mm-hmm. what she like was lit up by yeah. um, in there that you can remember?
1: Yeah, that I actually can, you know, there are moments before 10 that I remember exactly the things I would used to do. So, um, one of the biggest things I used to say I was going to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and when I didn't have any friends to play with for whatever reason, like, you know, the neighbors weren't home or something. Um, I remember my mom had bought me this big chalkboard. I even had like a little chalk holder like my teacher had at school and I would sit alone and talk to my imaginary class and I would teach them things. I would literally break things down and teach them. Then, um, Then when I had, when we had moved and I had neighbors that I could play with often, I would teach them like they would be in my class. So I, yeah, I always wanted to be a teacher. And what's really funny is, you know, I went to undergrad for business and then I became a doctor, a chiropractor and doctor means teacher. Mm. So I'm like, wow, full circle. I was meant to be a teacher.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the one other thing I'll just say that just popped into my head that I used to do I used to have (laughs) I would call it the Nicole cooking show (laughs) and I would like come home from school and I would put different things in bowls and again talk to this imaginary camera as if I were cooking and putting stuff together and I I just think man if when I was that you know younger if we had phones to record or if I had a video Mm. camera I can't imagine what I would have put together
0: (laughs) so so
1: yeah so although I had a tough childhood super fun at times too and super you know amazing overall
0: yeah were there times where more specifically maybe teenagers and like you know the time in our life that in between phase uh from like zero to 27 that's just kind of like oh like there's a lot that you're learning like did you feel connected to your inner child at that point?
1: Mm, No to be honest I the first time I truly felt connected to my inner child was in a Reiki healing session Mm -hmm. and this was probably um, mm, I had to guess maybe five years ago, and yeah, I had never, I had never really, to be honest, thought about it before that. I, there were a lot of patterns in my life and a lot of emotions and a lot of things that would come up, but I wasn't necessarily on that journey yet. I wasn't diving in, and yeah. you know, most people, you could say inner child, Absolutely. and they're like, inner child, what is that? Mm-hmm. But I remember this Reiki session and we went really deep and there was stuff with my mom and dad in the session and I was crying and breathing and um the Reiki uh practitioner actually had me hug a pillow as if it were myself mm-hmm. and yeah that just like provided
0: so much feeling you know giving myself that love mm-hmm. so I love yeah that. yeah it's it's so true and I I always ask these questions in each podcast and I and it feels like redundant but the point of me like keeping like showing people and still asking the question over and over for each person's journey is to like to show that they're this is natural like to have this separation or this time where we weren't as connected to our inner child or this part of ourselves that is so important to reintegrate at whatever age at whatever point point in journey that you're in. and. I just, yeah, I just want to, like, kind of reiterate that it's, like, normal to, like, feel that way, like, to, or have felt that way. (laughs) Like, it's a part of the journey and, like, we now get to, like, reclaim it and change the story and adventure. And so how do you connect with your inner child these days? Um, I would say play
1: Mm. is the biggest way I connect and not, not just play, but I think experiencing joy and pleasure. I think as women, that's super important for us anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, the feminine as wants to experience that. And then from a physiological standpoint, we, it produces dopamine and feel good chemicals. So joy, pleasure, play are all necessary, but specifically for the inner child, I think those years before I was 10, I missed a lot of play. Yeah. You know, I remember being worried about finances or, you know, my mom arguing with my dad, or, you know, just really big events that children shouldn't experience. And I think when you have a certain childhood, that's one of the biggest things that are missing, because if you're if you're worried about stability and security and just all this stuff, mm you're not really focused on playing and having fun or maybe you are, but there's still something in the back of your mind that's blocking you. So I would say play. And actually I cook a lot. And when I do, sometimes I'll, I'll post it on Instagram and it really brings back that memory of, you know, the Nicole cooking show. And, you know, so just doing little things like that here and there and, Also, just ultimately asking myself, you know, at certain times, like, what do you need? Like, what do you need? And that's who I'm speaking to, because a lot of our patterns and emotions and things we do Mm -hmm. are all stemming from things we experienced as a child, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, so many things, but I would think those are are the biggest things, play and joy and laughter and, you know. I love
0: it. Yeah, those are so beautiful and so important for us to yeah really just like bring them along and be like what do you need what do you need and I've got you like then taking the steps to you know fulfill that inner desire even like if it's just for a moment or a little little blip yeah it's perfect and beautiful. Yeah. And it's like
1: reparenting ourselves almost, Mm -hmm. you know, because if our needs weren't met as a child, Mm -hmm. the cool thing is we can give them, we can give ourselves that now, you know, I did a, um, I had a, some friends and I, we haven't done it in a while, but for a while we were gathering, um, on the full moons and we would have kind of like a little sister circle. And one of the, I think it was around mother's day, which is why I chose this theme, but We all wrote down a list of things we didn't receive as a child, Mm. you know, so whether it was love or stability or whatever, very specific things, and then the activity wrapped back around to, okay, acknowledge all those things that you didn't receive and now give them to yourself,
0: Mm. you know, because we can do that. Yep. We have the power. Again, right here. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, thank you for going there and sharing your sweet inner child. And I'm I'm so happy that you feel so connected to her now and yeah, that you have a beautiful journey ahead of you with her too. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's something that I, I think because I experienced that, the cool part is I bring that into my work now, you know, like I think it's, it would be such a disservice to, ignore that part of of anyone you know so for my clients I've I've really kind of worked that into the program of no we need to like dive down into your inner child and truly figure out what's going on because I've found that it can manifest in so many different ways when we're older it could be a physiological thing Mm -hmm. you know I've seen patients and I say patients because I I'm also a chiropractor, for those of you listening. Um, I practiced in a full-time practice for five years. Um, So I recently left to start a coaching business. Um, So anyway, I saw a lot of patients in practice who were struggling with anxiety or, and, you know, in talking to them, we could sometimes relate it back to something that happened as a child. So Mm. it could be a physical manifestation, a symptom. You know, it could be just an emotional thing. It could be a pattern in your life. It could be how you react to your partner. It could, uh, the
0: list goes on and on. And I'm, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. It's, it manifests in so many ways. So yeah, how can we get to the root cause? And a lot of the times the root cause is this inner child that needs attention and love and support or whatever you were missing. It's crucial. But yeah so I am I know like this is so such a big part of your journey so I would love for you to share with like who you are today you know even in this moment like who are you today what are you bringing to the world what are you sharing yeah. all of the things um, so uh, again with I'm getting emotional you're probably looking at me like she's about to
1: cry again <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> uh, but when you said that you know who you are today I It's the reason why it's making me cry is because I'm just so, I'm in such a place that I wasn't before, Mm -hmm. meaning I'm so, I feel like I'm finally the woman who I came here to be, who my soul came here to be, you know, for a lot of my life, I knew who I wanted to be. Like I had that vision, but I couldn't grasp her and Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I didn't know exactly how to get to her but the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter you know all of these little pebbles along the way have led me to her and so it it brings me such joy now to be able to say like I am you know who my soul came here to be and you know that's just honestly if I were to say this maybe kind of sounds a little metaphorical but I am love like I truly believe we are all love we are all spirit we are all the same And at a basic level, you know, I truly would say I'm love and, you know, my soul specifically came here to radiate that to the world, to teach people, not just to heal people. You know, I am a healer, but I want to teach people that they can heal themselves. You know, that's my ultimate goal is I want to instill that in people and help them kind of take, not take my path, but do some of those things that allow a soul to be who they came here to be. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of the hard stuff. That's the inner child work. That's the shadow work. That's cleaning up your diet. That's cleaning up the products you use. You know, it basically comes down to clearing our vessel. You know, in terms of what we put into our body and onto our body. And then digging into all of the the energetics. Basically everything that our body in this lifetime has experienced, we hold that, you know, somewhere. And so, yeah, it's kind of undoing all of that, releasing all of that, shedding all the layers and getting to this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I am, I am the person who I just, I finally am her. And I'm just so excited to be able to share that with others.
0: Yeah. So what are you currently like working on or sharing? So currently I
1: am, so I have a program, um, and the first official, um, round will be in May of 2022 and it's called whole woman. Mm -hmm. And The reason why I named it that is because I think to, I think we need to look at the person as a whole. So whole woman, not in that the person is not whole yet, but whole woman for the whole woman that you are, you know? And this program really takes someone, um, and it's a one-on-one coaching, you know, I say program, but it's a one-on-one coaching and it really transforms someone's health um I would say health and overall alignment of their life from kind of not knowing what to do next or where to go or maybe you just you know who you want to be but you don't really know what to do or how to get there so taking a woman from that to being that woman that she knows she came here to be because it takes all of those little things and throughout the program you know we we look at various aspects of someone's life. So we kind of go into inner child stuff. We go into shadows. So we kind of, we approach it from an energetic standpoint, but also from a physiological standpoint, you know, I got to bring that doctor side in. So, you know, that goes for diet, that goes for the product someone's using. Um, we go into self-love and self-care and, and all of those things to really approach it from a whole Because what I've found is we have wonderful people doing wonderful things in the world, but a lot of times, like I'll put it this way, let's say you have a symptom, right? So let's say you have anxiety, okay? And if you were to go to your medical doctor, they'd probably give you a prescription drug for that anxiety, right? If you were to go to a Reiki practitioner, they would probably do energy work on you to release, you know, whatever. And that's great, too. All these things work. If you go to a functional medicine doctor, they may say, let's look at your diet. You know, if you go to a chiropractor, they would probably say this bone in your neck is misaligned and contributing so many things. And all of them could be possible. But how do we know? So I really wanted to bridge that gap, you know, bridge that gap between science and spirituality and bring it all together and just teach people that it's kind of like an algorithm. You know, you have something going on in your life and then you just need to assess different parts of it. You know, am I um, keeping my boundaries with others? You know, does my inner child need something? Is she trying to tell me something? You know, am I eating something that's off? Am I using a product that's off? Do I have someone in my life that I need to get out of my life that I may not, that they aren't meant for me? You know what? So I want to really instill that in in people that you are your own healer. You are your own doctor. And once you have that foundation, it just, it becomes simple from there. Yeah. Thank
0: you for of course saying all that magic because it's, it's something that I like so wholeheartedly believe in. And yeah, I truly believe like once we get the tools and once we have the knowledge, like we truly can be our own healers and our own doctors. Um, And it's really amazing to have people in our bubble to teach us and support us. And you have been an incredible friend and incredible doctor of mine, friend and doctor that just have reinstilled this already knowing in me in the trust in my body when I've had things going on and you've given me advice and there's outside mumbling and you're like just no like like your body knows what it's doing like you just kept bringing me back to that truth that truth over and over and it just it, it like helped it like truly was the truth and the more I believed it and was like fully just surrendering to that Every, it it resolved whatever was going on it resolved and it healed so yeah. yeah
1: yeah and that's not to say every single thing you know so if someone had let's say a, uh, um, a MRSA infection or something like really severe I would mm-hmm. never say just do this 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 yes. right but the fact of the matter is a lot of things that people experience that they go to a doctor for or go to a hospital for yeah. can all be remedied at home, you know, with the proper knowledge. And I think the biggest thing, you know, like you said, you had other people saying, well, go do this, you should go do this, because that's their fear. Mm -hmm. That's a fear-based, fear-based decision typically. So if we can come from a place of confidence in no the power that made the body heals the body, being spirit, like we can heal. Health comes from within. And the more we ingrain that in ourselves, the more all that outside chatter doesn't even matter mm-hmm. and and which is super important because when you are sick or you do have something going on myself included you really need to dig back down deep and find that place to be like okay no mm-hmm you just have a migraine, it's not a brain tumor, or you just have the, you know, because when, when our immune system, when something's going on, that's when fear can slip in, mm. you know? So we just, if we can just keep coming back, keep reaffirming, like, no, the body can heal itself like a broken bone. If you break a bone, the bone will heal itself, yeah. right? Like, we want it to heal properly, <laughs> properly, which is why people go get a cast nowadays, right. but realistically, you get a cut, we don't need a band aid. No, we don't need. You know, the body knows what to do. We have this beautiful thing called the nervous system, and our it's constantly telling our body what to do. Just like we don't. I used to. I used to give um, health talks and um, to groups who had no idea what chiropractic was, and I needed to explain the nervous system the nervous system to them, and so. I would basically have everyone close their eyes and put their hand on their chest and feel their heart beat and then I would have them feeling their breath go in and out and, you know, they would all open their eyes and I'd say, okay, did anyone tell your heart to beat? Mm -hmm. Did anyone tell yourself to take a breath? No. What's doing that? that's your nervous system it's constantly sending messages to every part of your body to tell it what to do and we don't have to think about it you know we just have to keep coming back to center giving our body the good stuff stay on the healing
0: path and it will do all the work for us yeah yeah thank you yeah it's so crucial and yeah i'm just so grateful for you sharing this information Just a quick pause and love for our sponsor, Hearthstone Collective. I have been supplementing and actively using their products for a little over a month now, and I've got to tell you, I am obsessed. Hearthstone Collective is a microdosing company on a mission to help others with plant and mushroom formulas. They have products ranging from tinctures, microdosing capsules, and ceremonial grade matcha powder. I have seriously been loving the mushroom nootropic tincture and the mushroom immunity. The mushroom nootropic helps support new brain cells, brain health, mental clarity, learning ability and memory made with organic lion's mane, organic reishi, organic chaga, organic cordyceps, niacin, spring water and organic cane alcohol. This has been incredibly helpful for my workflow days, allowing me to be more mindful and ready for all that's to be done. The mushroom immunity supports immune defense, physical resilience, gut, energy, and vitality. I've noticed a huge difference in my energy levels as well as even better regularity since taking this tincture under the tongue. And you can also mix them in your favorite drink. The immunity tincture is made with spring water, organic cane alcohol, organic reishi, organic lion's mane, organic cordyceps, organic chaga, organic turkey tail, organic maitake, organic shiitake, quercetin, and vitamin C. If you are looking for more of a ceremonial experience or just a little uplift in your day, their microdosing kit contains both these tinctures as well as their Play Kana capsules for joy and bliss. This non-psychoactive plant medicine is known to improve happiness, open the heart, increase empathy, and help cope with daily stresses. Kana is a South African shrub that is known for these benefits and contains organic lines rhodiola, theobromine, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, B3, B5, B6, B7, B9, and B12 as well. Hearthstone Collective is giving the listeners of Radically Loving 15% off their products and kits. So not only do you receive this discount, but a portion of the proceeds from your support goes to Archangel Ancient Tree Archive, giving back to our mama earth. One of my favorite things is to share soulful businesses and soulful clean products with you guys. And this is absolutely a company, ahem, shall I say, actually a community that is doing exactly that. I'm so excited for you guys to try this beautiful medicine and share your experience with us. Use the code Moonchild 15 that's M-O-O-N-C-H-L-D-15, to get your 15% off everything at hearthstonecollective.com. Links are in the show description. Enjoy. So I guess maybe this could also tie into like what you're so passionate about, but you know, maybe it's something else, but is there something, or is there something that comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is like, the most impactful for you in your life? Hmm
1: That's changed my life the yeah. most. Oh man. There are so many things. <laughs> no rush. To be honest, I think, and I I can't even say how exactly it changed, but I have, I have. I still have the visualization of this incident happening, um, and to be honest, I think it was a near death experience. Like I I truly think I died during mm-hmm. this. Um, but when I was fifteen, I was in a really bad car accident and in the hospital for two weeks. I was medevaced to the hospital. I had um, a lacerated liver and spleen and bruised lungs, so a lot of internal bleeding. And I remember um, at that time, like when I have flashbacks, all I could do was like recite my mom's phone number. I didn't even know my own name. I didn't, you know, and I, I essentially my flashbacks, my visions of when I got into the accident are of me being in the helicopter but me from an outside perspective of them cutting my clothes you know to to get to my body to make sure I didn't have any lacerations, um and putting the sheet over me and I really think that was a pivotal moment in my life in that I, I transitioned friend groups I so it just took me to a different place and I think that I've had that was the first big one in my life. And I've had multiple after that, not accidents, but multiple pivot points that I think we all experience in life of like a big thing where it's like, okay, the universe is sending you this way now. And so that was, I would say, a big one, another really, really huge one um, to kind of recap or to kind of fast forward to something later in life. A few years ago, I had ended a 14-year relationship. Mm. And that, you know, it still brings me to tears because, I, you know, I love that person. And um, that was a like high school sweetheart relationship. But ending that relationship, s- saying no to something, um, really skyrocketed that healing for me. I would say that to date probably is just one of the biggest things because that that alone um and I guess it's been like 4 years now put me just on such this other route again on just a different timeline. Mm-hmm. I really think certain moments in our life are putting us just on a different timeline. Yeah. And so that's why I would say they've had the biggest impact because they've kind of changed, shifted my timeline to a totally different thing yeah. in a good way. Um, yeah, and the list goes on and on. I don't want to sit here and like name all these things, but yeah, and just, and lastly would be my childhood. Those things that I experienced just give me such perspective on life. And, you know, so now I'm just so thankful for them.
0: Yeah. And it's a powerful journey to witness when we can, like, look back and instead of seeing these things as things that have happened to us or, like, you know, sort of demonize or, you know, let it maybe devour us a little bit, um, seeing it as something that, like, just rerouted you, as you were saying, like, just took you down a different path and ultimately led to, like, way more healing way more of a bigger version of your life that you were meant to lead and yeah obviously like during catastrophic times we could totally like lean on that and be like this is a horrible horrible moment and we can witness it as like pain and you know grief and all those things that happen to us but we can also turn it to the other side and be like so grateful for the lessons and everything that it brought you revelations or just new people new experiences and all that so yeah right. I I love you saying like how it rerouted you and brought you to where you are now
1: yeah and I think so many um I'm glad you said that you know that we could either take it this way or that way right yeah. and it, I always like to say it's like a matter of taking the victim route or the empowered route, right and i and I used to be that person. I used to be that. Why is this happening to me? Why is that? you know, and I remember working with um this woman named Sasha she is she is a lot of things, but she um was doing depth hypnosis with me in a session, and afterwards. You know, I think I was crying and stating different things that had happened in my life. And I remember her saying, like, these are your gems. Mm-hmm. Like, these are. And I didn't really understand at that time. Uh, but now I'm like, yes, I totally understand what she meant, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's really what I want to teach people to do in their life. And even with your health, right? When something yeah. happens, we we can't go into the victim and say, Oh, like, why is this happening? I just have this, we need to take the empowered route and actually take ownership Mm -hmm. because most likely it's something that we're doing, Mm -hmm. we're causing, you know, and if we can take that empowered route, which is not always fun and it's, it's kind of hard to do at times, Uh um, you know, but if we can do that, oh my God, the healing is like endless,
0: yeah. I I was having like a little flashback to childhood, which is funny that it just wanted to come up right now of like being a victim. Like my mom will laugh if she's listening to this because she thinks it's the funniest story ever. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, obviously when I was younger, I didn't have these tools and I haven't had this, that didn't have that awareness of like, this is not happening to you, Lauren. <laughs> but I was younger and I had an ear infection, because I had an earring that, like, got infected and everything, one earring came out, and I left the earring in, because I didn't want to touch it, it hurt, and all this stuff, and I remember just, like, crying, and my mom, I was like, why is this happening to me, like, just so dramatic, like, it was not an intense, like, (laughs) big G trauma, like, experience, but I didn't, I wasn't equipped with it, but my mom was like, oh my god, like, calm down, (laughs) like, it's gonna be okay, but I just, like, it's so funny that, we could go our whole lives seeing little things like that, like a very tiny incident like that took like maybe a month to resolve or something, um, an earring (laughs) and like be stuck in that victim mentality for so long with just little, little, little things like that. Um, and not even like the big things that could happen, and you could just walk around and be like, Ugh, life is just happening to me, and just in a slump. Or you could be like, no more of that, no more victimhood, no more any of that gunk and nonsense that doesn't belong here. Because we're meant to be empowered people. We're meant to feel lit up by life. We're meant to feel the blessings, the gems, and all that. Not that that was like something that like changed my life forever. <laughs> um, that was just like a silly reflection, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like we can really take the things that happen to us as something that happened for us Mm -hmm. and, yeah, really just change it into a gem and not be stuck in the victimhood. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I try to go through life asking myself that exact question, you know, how is this happening for me? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The bad things and the good things, you know, when let's say if something, um if I'm stuck in traffic, right? Like there have been so many times where I've actually missed a turn on my GPS and then I get rerouted through like a really bad neighborhood and there was an accident there once, you know, I'm talking, thinking of a specific time and I'm like, wow, I was meant to give healing energy
0: mm-hmm. towards
1: this accident or, or maybe this, this traffic is stopping me from getting in an accident or whatever, or just yeah. every little thing that happens. I, I ask, how is this happening for me? And it does something else too, um, besides just make us a more empowered person. It actually helps regulate our nervous system mm-hmm. because when we get stuck in that victim mode, our nervous system is just all out of whack. Yeah. You know, so we're really attuning our nervous system to to be telling it like, okay, this big thing is happening. This thing that I may not like that mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel good. But I'm gonna stay calm in it, and I'm actually gonna say, "How is this happening for me? How is this helping me?"
0: Yeah, exactly. Taking a pause, taking a breath, and be like, "Okay, yeah, how is this serving me right now? How is it helping me? What is coming for me, not what is happening to me?" And really, rechanging our language around everything, and it, then you get to like see things. Yeah, exactly how it is, and it's beautiful. Yeah it makes your life beautiful honestly yeah. yeah and
1: i think another to touch on that I'll just say this has popped in my head because many people are like how can you do that you know i've worked with patients i've worked with clients and they're like i can't just do that like if i'm feeling shitty and and things aren't going well and whatever how do i not how do i not get into that well i truly think it starts with mindfulness i think that it starts with having a practice that's going to build um, more awareness in yourself whether that's meditation whether I mean that's my favorite thing um, whatever practice it is for the individual but something to allow them to be the observer of what's going on because if we're the observer we can like you said see
0: everything yeah so yeah and then also honoring moments like there is the flip side of like you know when you're feeling look a little cruddy or like you're you woke up and you feel just like meh like can you like turn to your morning pages or because that's what I've been doing and just like you know just spit it all out get all the gunk out because then I'm not like leaking and you know like shedding it elsewhere or even into the rest of my day and just like leaving it there or I'm doing a process like in the day where I'm like you know like Literally, like letting my inner child out for a minute and like letting her scream or like hit a pillow and like embrace the yeah. anger for a minute and then, like, you know, let it be and just absolutely yeah, allow those moments and then just release it.
1: Yeah, and that's super important too. That's that's also one of the things that I, um, incorporate in my coaching, you know, teaching people how to feel their emotions Mm -hmm. and that we need to feel them. You know, we have gotten into a society where everyone wants to numb. You know, I, man, I had so many patients on depression medication, anxiety medication, and what these things are doing is blocking the person from feeling. And what happens when we block ourselves From feeling when we disassociate, Mm -hmm. right? Which a lot of times happens in childhood trauma, which is why we all experience all these things as adults. So, when we disassociate or numb, whether it's with a substance or whether it's with a drug, um, drug is a substance, whether it's with um, technology, you know, that's a big way of numbing, Mm -hmm. whether it's with sex, whatever it is. When we're doing that, we're bypassing feeling the painful thing because usually it's the painful emotions that people don't want to feel, but it's getting stored in our body. Yeah. And then it's going to manifest in the form of a symptom, in the form of maybe an outburst on your spouse mm-hmm. or an outburst when it should, isn't called for because everything's just piling up inside. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you said that because, yeah, we don't – we don't, we, life isn't about always feeling good. Right. But what it is about is having stability and having like knowing yourself enough to know when you are in those moments, that's just a part of life mm-hmm. and just feel it and move through it, move the energy. And yeah. yeah. So, because another thing that's, that, that has happened is, um, a lot of spiritual bypassing which yes. this was another thing that i i used to until i started doing shadow work i was a spiritual bypasser yeah, meaning me if someone said something negative i was like don't say that <laughs> like i always wanted to be that positive person i always it's just all love and light yeah. well if it's all love and light that you're not healing much you know there is a certain healing component to that but you really need to feel the
0: painful shitty things that
1: we often resist
0: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it's so true and, and that's why i brought it up because i know like that's such a big part of what you do like in the work you do and um especially like movement practices and just like moving the body and i want to kind of open the space before we head into rapid fire and like talk a little bit about this handbook that you recently, cause it's so important. And I feel like there's just, especially for, um, those two, those who have a pussy, we're just going to disarm it right now. Yeah. Um, those who have a pussy, like the rituals and just different tools. You want to go into the handbook and maybe sure. a little blip of what they'll receive.
1: Yeah. So I recently created a handbook called the pussy handbook. Um, and actually where, where that stemmed from was I had taken a course and there were about 120 women in the course, you know, of all ages. So people in their twenties, thirties, forties, I think there was someone in their 60s there, all women. And, um, the course was all about the pussy and just anatomy. And it's just something that I was drawn to. I mean, I, I've studied all of this anatomy. I, but, but we also want someone else to hold that space for us too at times. So this was actually a little course plus a guided practice and, um, after the guided practice, we all, you know, got back on our screens and, and chatted and there were so many women. A lot of the older women were the ones like so disappointed in themselves because I remember one woman being like, how could I have gone 60 something years without knowing what these parts are? I mean, there were women like, what is that thing, you know, and it's our their cervix or what is that? And then it just really made me realize, wow, women... I guess I just thought everyone knew, but how would you? You know, I I studied it, so of course I would know about those parts. Um and I myself I I think I'm just a very sexual being, so from a very early on age, you know, I explored a lot. So it sh- it was just more natural to me. Um and after that I'm like, "Wow, I really have to educate women because it's a it's a subject that I'm comfortable talking about despite most you know not wanting to talk about it so I'm like okay I really think I need to kind of bring this into my world and get it out there so I thought what a perfect way to do this to just give people like a little taste of it so I created the pussy handbook which is just a little guide um really meant for empowering women on the topic, you know, it's such a topic that we're like, oh, we don't want to talk about, you know, even when I first started saying the word pussy, mm-hmm. you get a certain feel. like I'm sure many people who are listening, you know, may be triggered. Yeah. And if you are triggered by the way, that's awesome. That's great because mm-hmm. following triggers will lead you to a certain place. Um, but yeah, I, so it, it kind of empowers someone kind of explaining how, Over time, we've shifted into this patriarchal society where that part is not only deemed bad, but now people use the word pussy as a bad word. Mm -hmm. Like, you're such a pussy. The pussy is this amazing, sacred thing that life comes out of, you know, and where there's death and rebirth. We are menstrual cycle every month, you know, so that it's so sacred. And so I really want to change someone's viewpoint on it and really empower a woman to be like yeah this is my pussy um so with that I have in there anatomy because again this is something that has been taken out of books you know even in chiropractic school um we didn't learn the proper like what the clitoris actually looks like who knew that it's not just this little tiny button it's this thing that has legs that extend down and just so many little intricacies within that we weren't taught. I mean, even in health class, yeah. what were we taught? They throw up a bunch of STDs on a screen and they're like, "Don't have sex. Take birth control. Use a condom. You're gonna get these STDs." That's health class. Yeah. And so we are not taught to treat to treat it as this sacred thing. We're not taught to connect. We're not taught even the proper anatomy um, and so that's what this really got this guide is about about learning the anatomy empowerment and then connecting so there are different practices in there for someone to connect with her pussy whether it's a muscle release for the actual tissue you know so from a physiological standpoint um, or whether it's energy you know because a lot is stored in our womb you know, whether it's childhood trauma, sexual trauma, an abortion, a miscarriage, all of these things are stored there. And so the more we can learn the structure, the more we can be empowered, the more we can uh, connect, then the more we can heal, you know, the more we can heal energetically, the more we can heal physiologically. I also, you know, another thing that stemmed this was, I saw a lot of women in practice, and my patients were probably age ranges of more so 30s and beyond. So I saw a lot of women in their 40s and 50s, all struggling with hormone issues, all struggling with various things, whether it was painful intercourse, vaginal dryness, um, you know, numbness down there, various things. And a lot of them, I truly believe, weren't just physiological. You know, it's it's a disconnection. I've had women since putting this guide out reach out to me. I had one woman, um, she actually commented, and she said, oh my God, I wish this was out when I was younger. I'm now 70, and when I was younger, pussy was, wasn't allowed to be talked about. Yep. You know, and so many women, you know, I have this model on my Instagram that I hold um, have reached out to me You know, and these are women in their, their maybe like fifties. Like, oh my god, I can't, I can't look when you hold that model up of the (laughs) vagina, and but that shows that we need this. Mm -hmm. But but they'll still say, so I'm so glad you're doing it. Yeah, you know, and good for them for pushing through that trigger. Yes, because they know it's needed. The same women who are telling me they're triggered by it are like, thank God you're doing it because it's needed.
0: Yeah, clearly the fact that we're just. We've become accustomed to the way society talks about it and everything. and it beca- it's become almost like a distant thing that's just like on us, gross, like we're not gonna go there. Like most of society feels that way about yeah. it. And other than when it comes to sex, it, it's not important, right? Right? And so, yeah, I'm just so grateful for this handbook. It's so important for us to empower this word. To empower the word pussy and to also empower ourselves back to getting to know our bodies better in this deeper way, I was I've told you about this, but like it's so wild and I felt embarrassed because I also was like other women must know this. How do I not know this about my body? But like in my early twenties, I went to the guy the gyno and I was like I feel something inside me. I don't know what it is. I've never felt it before. Um, and she's like that's your cervix and. (laughs) yeah but how would you know my body yeah Yeah. and and it's because we were never taught it and I'm like I was embarrassed but I'm like gosh like man we like can't be embarrassed but like now we get to learn now we get to take our power back and like yeah really learn our bodies and know our bodies better instead of and teach our future children and all that so they're not like what is this yeah (laughs) absolutely
1: and that's the coolest thing and that's you know that's one of the most important things to me in terms of sharing these things with the world the the effect of it will be so Mm far-reaching because that will trickle down to everyone in society the children and then think if we can do this now you know think how it'll be 10 years from now 20 years from now 30 years from now and hopefully we get to a day one day where people were like people used to use the word pussy to mean a bad thing or <laughs> exactly. or what's wrong with the word pussy yeah. you know and um yeah and I also want to teach people to use a word that feels good to them you know people listening may be like why are they saying pussy so much yes to yeah. me You know, one, from a physiological standpoint, the word vagina is incorrect because that just means the canal, the tube, you know, the entire thing is not the vagina. And a lot of people have started using the word yoni, I think, as a more comfortable, gentle word. And if that feels great to someone, great. Me, I... I don't speak Sanskrit, so so it's just not as comfortable for me to say, Um, but the word pussy to me is just so empowering. It's so, you know, um, and to be honest, I think a part of my gift of being here too is triggering people Mm -hmm. is because I'm comfortable with triggering people Mm -hmm. and I've been triggered too. And I know how healing it can be when you lean into that trigger. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a trigger, a little bit of an empowering (laughs) thing, a little bit of a, because it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Of course. Thank you. And, yes. and it is a free guide. So for anyone um, who wants it, um, if you go to my Instagram, Dr. Nicole wellness, it may not be up at the time you are by the time you're hearing this, but if you reach out to me, I will send you the guide.
0: Yes, please, please go check it out. If, if it is still available, please reach out to Nicole. Cause it is so special and yeah we can reconnect to ourselves so we have reached the rapid fire which is just more playful and yeah i'm just so grateful for everything you've shared it's just really important and uh-huh. beautiful and your heart is so amazing <laughs> thank you for listening um so what lights
1: you up ooh ra- the honestly the biggest thing that lights me up right now is dance mm-hmm. when i i dance multiple times throughout the day and it literally lights up my life force energy. It it just awakens me. I feel so good in my body. It makes me present. It, you know, it just yeah, it just lights me up. I love it. <clears throat> what are you reading lately? Ooh. So, right now, I'm currently trying to not consume as much. Beautiful. Um so I'm not uh, I'm not reading as much as I usually would right now, but the book that I've been picking up every morning and reading little blurbs, and the reason why I'm not consuming is because when I'm in creation mode for my program, I don't want to be... I want it to be a channel, right? I don't want to be consuming other people's information and then that interfering. Yeah. Um, but A Course in Miracles is something that I've recently gone back to. I've had the book for oh my god, 10 or 15 years, and I recently went back to it, and I've been picking it up every morning and reading um, a different section of it, and then one other one I'll say that actually I am reading a little bit here and there, um, The Women Who Run With Wolves, yeah.
0: and that is, every woman should read that. <laughs> yeah, I just I just also got it recently, and I've I just picked it up, so I'm like very fresh into it, but yeah, it's it's a de- it's a big book. That's, so yeah. I'm just taking my time with it. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it is very special. So good. A very good one. And Course in Miracles, obviously so good. <laughs> yeah. What are your favorite daily practices or things that if you could do daily, if you, you know, wake up in the proper mood or just feel called, what do you do?
1: Uh definitely meditation. I it is something that is it's so, it's been so impactful and I, I will say when I, I used to be that person who would be like, ah, meditation, what is this? Mm-hmm. But then I started doing Joe Dispenza's guided meditations and once you feel that feeling that you slip into with meditation, I truly feel like there's no going back. So it's something that I, you know, I love meditating for an hour you know no music nothing like just pure meditation slipping into that Um, but I also will do it throughout the day Um, and yeah so I would say that's the biggest thing dance as well dance and meditation like they are just things that just light me up I literally it can just completely change my mood
0: yeah you know moving meditation it's a whole nother Mm. vibe that you can get into Yeah. yeah I'm I'm the same way. I, I want to deepen my meditation practice, but I, I deeply feel when I'm moving, I there's something I just like drop into a flow and it, there's nothing like it. So. Yeah. But definitely both so sacred and I love them. Yeah. So do you know your sun, moon, and rising? Oh my goodness. I have... So I'm a Scorpio
1: sun. Yes. I am a... Virgo rising I just I, I was like I always get my um, moon and my rising mixed up Virgo <laughs> rising Aries moon yes
0: I love
1: it yeah and um, I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart yeah, my yeah. Venus is in Scorpio my
0: Pluto is in I Scorpio you Scorpio so guys so <laughs> I have a lot of Scorpio <laughs> yes. in my chart yeah and i i too am a aries moon so we, ah. we, we probably our personalities mesh well because of that especially yeah. but yeah. that's so cool yeah i have a, a lot to learn from you being a scorpio like <laughs> what expander hmm. as a scorpio expander for sure because my south node is in scorpio and okay. it's sort of what i'm here to like embody more and learn more so oh, okay yeah well so I'm... i would love to teach you <laughs> yeah you already are teaching me <laughs> so much like just following you is is so expanding so oh. yeah okay, thank you do you know your life path number oh my gosh you told me this mm-hmm. right yeah but no rush is it an eight um do you have a karmic life path number? Was that what it was? I can't remember what my life path number was. Mm-hmm. I wanna
1: say I I eight is the first number that popped into my head. Yeah. But let me just check email. There were so many numbers that we went through that <laughs> it's, I was like That's a lot of numbers. Uh, and it was oh it was so such a amazing insightful detailed reading mm. that you gave
0: okay Close. <laughs> so you're a life path of 14 over 5 oh, okay so you have this like desire to move and like be free and be expressed but there's like that responsibility like aspect that like is within you that just kind of wants to play it safe sometimes or like not do all the things but really like the journey is really embodying the five so it's it's a fun wild adventure I'm also 14 over five so I remember talking about it now that you say that yeah
1: and I'd like to think it means we're balanced right and I think that's what life is about you need both sides of of things you need just like you know we want to be fun playful we want to not act from our ego but we need our ego right mm-hmm. to tell us not to walk in front of that car yes. so i'd like to think of the 14 over 5 that way of yeah i am meant to be out there and doing all the things mm-hmm. but i do have this thing inside of me that's going to keep me on the right path yeah. and like help me stay responsible and
0: and like know. a little bit safe but not in like a restrictive way it's it's i feel like the 14 over 5 is very very much like you need to be seen like you're meant to be seen and sometimes maybe like you're a little more internal and like that's I'm speaking for my own self as well yeah. like we're a little more internal at times but we're like meant like the world is meant to see us mm-hmm. and we're meant to be expressed and we're meant to move our body in front of a camera mm-hmm. um, even though that might like make us uncomfortable at times or make other people uncomfortable we're still meant to be like seen and maybe I think it is maybe at the five can be a little triggering for some people too. It's very fiery and a little out there and adventurous. So, but at the same time, I think there's a piece of the 14 that's like, we might not be like the kind that's going to be like the, um, jumping off the cliffs type or, you know, like maybe, but like not necessarily like putting our bodies at risk. At at least that feels like my, my journey. I don't know about you, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And I do agree with you in terms of like the, sometimes I don't want to be, not that I don't want to be seen, but I'm more like timid. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that correlates with my menstrual cycle a lot at different times where I feel like I'm more shy. Mm -hmm. And just to let you know, because you've known me more recently, right? But if you would have asked me just a year ago, like Mm -hmm. just a year ago, I was thinking about this. Um, if I would have danced in front of a camera, hell no like that would have been the answer and I didn't actually even really dance at all I took a dance meditation course and that's what started the dancing Mm. then it just was like in me so when people reach out to me and they're like how do you do that I get these messages all the time like how do you do that how do you and I'm like you just gotta do it like you just push yourself you make yourself uncomfortable and the more you can do that I think the more that like 14 gets expressed and the
0: and it's healing. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, um, as you were speaking, I felt very much like this energy of, yeah, like it's our growth edges. Like that's where we're meeting ourselves. Like any time it's the triggers, you know, anytime yeah. we feel like there's like, Oh, that's uncomfortable, like go there, mm-hmm. see what happens. And like, that's probably like where you were meant to like thrive or be supported in. Like, I totally feel like called to share more of my dancing on instagram as well because it makes me hella uncomfortable i'm not like the best dancer out there but i i still feel like moving our bodies in general is so important and to just liberate other women liberate other people to feel safe in their bodies no matter what it looks like whatever it is it's it's very powerful and important so yeah
1: Yeah, because then you'll be that expander for all those other women watching you right and then it's just this like trickle effect you know they always say like one the flame of one candle can Mm. light many others and uh, literally (laughs) brings tears to my eyes because (sighs) you know that's really what I truly hope to do Mm -hmm. you know all of this it's actually a pain in the ass to record myself doing practices right (laughs) the only reason I do it is because I know how impactful that is for others to see that Mm. I know that that is going to trickle down and if even just one woman you know like if it were to change one woman's life like that would be so just impactful and like make me so happy and my heart full because that's mm. really I just know that's what I came here to do
0: yeah and you are you really are and now like I know you're impacting <laughs> so many but you've definitely impact mine so yeah you're amazing do you 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 know your human design yes i am a
1: manifesting generator sacral authority yeah um i think i am a i have all of these things written down because i (laughs) dive into so many rabbit holes of like astrology human design so then i'm like wait what's this what's this um yeah, that's the extent of what I know without okay. looking at all life. But but I've learned a lot about myself through human design. Right. That is another thing that has really... And I learned about human design probably 10 years ago. Mm. And ever since, it's just changed. It, it changed my health. You know, I started... That's when I really started intuitively eating. I always wondered why I would... Like, if I had something placed in front of me. I'm like, nah, I don't want to eat it because I'm not meant to eat like that. You know, I'm meant to eat how I feel and what I want in the moment. And, you know, another thing that I learned through, through that is, um, I don't like to make plans typically, you know, or I'd rather have them open-ended so don't get locked in. So yeah. So just so many things through human design. Yeah. So great.
0: I, also, I just love to share it. Even if people don't know, I love to just like share when I love when people know and to show how it's impacted your life because it truly has impacted mine. Same with astrology in many ways and same with numerology in so many ways. Um, but yeah, like human design has freed me in so many ways. Same with numerology, like man, like wow. But yeah, like definitely the eating, like mine is supposed to be like incomplete quiet. Like mm. no sound. <laughs> like and I find that. I find when it's like there's loud music or I'm in a busy place, like I get anxious. I, I feel my body like I start to get like nauseous, like my body doesn't want to consume in those moments. So it's like very, very on point. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can like really listen to ourselves more in those moments too. Yeah. Or be empowered by like, oh, okay, my body's telling me something right now. Yeah. Let's like <laughs> not eat in these situations. Yeah.
1: Instead of beating yourself mm-hmm. up and being like, why am I like this? Yes. It almost gives you grace to know who you are. It's like, oh wait, yeah, that is why I'm like this. This is yeah. who my soul came here to be, Literally, you know? And the more you can live in alignment with, with that, mm-hmm. the more you're in alignment with just all of life,
0: I think. Yeah. And I think that also touches a little bit what we were talking about earlier is all of these tools allow us to find that alignment. And once we're in that alignment, we can love life more yeah. and be in more of that. Like everything's happening for me expression mm-hmm. and live in that more lightness, even though we talked about like finding the duality and like living in the emotions as well, but we'll feel for the majority more in that lightness and yeah. the enjoyment and joy of life and the peace. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know, just going along with
1: that, alignment does not mean things are always good. No. You no. know, like so many people reach out to me like you're always happy, you're always like like, no, I have I have shitty days too, but guess what? Even when it is a crappy day, I am still so thankful for my life mm. and who I am. Whereas before, a very unhealed Nicole was not like that you know there would be ups and
0: downs and you know so yeah now yeah now we can take the moments and be like okay i need to move i need to dance right now move the energy yeah. and let's go and then you come back into that that state of ease and peace because yeah. you moved the energy exactly yeah exactly i love it so, <laughs> <laughs> so What color most represents you today? Ooh, I would say white. I wear Mm. a lot of
1: white. It just feels really good. I love neutral colors, but for me, white is like a... Oftentimes, I wear all white. It just... Yeah, it just feels good. I think it's elegant and pure and classy and just... Yeah, also energetically, it just... You know, I know they say it deflects like white deflects versus mm. when you're wearing darker colors it absorbs other energies yeah. and I, maybe that has something to do with it but yeah. i just yeah white is, a, is like a good color for me
0: i love that it's very kundalini energy of you <laughs> too it's powerful yeah and we have a lot of white around us right now it's so bright and beautiful <laughs> yeah I, I feel that 100 so what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving Mm. the thing that comes to mind
1: is loving through it all Mm. loving no matter what you know because I think um, love can be very conditional to many people like I will love you with this I will love you through this I will love you when you're nice to me or you're making me happy but I think radically loving means Giving love to everyone, no matter what. Yeah. Because love is a vibration. Love is truly what we are. I think it's our natural state. So, to me, radically loving, yeah, it means getting back to that natural state and then just exuding that to the world, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying if someone has a gun to your head, you're going to be like, I love you. But, mm-hmm. you know, when your spouse is getting on your nerves and you're just like, oh, Love is the biggest thing that you can give them, awesome. even when you don't want to, because love is truly, truly, truly the strongest medicine.
0: Yeah. And how powerful when you can catch yourself in moments where you are being like, oh, like the tension is high. Mm-hmm. And when you switch it to like, how can I choose love in this moment? It changes everything. Yeah. Even if you feel so shitty in that moment, whenever you choose love it alleviates. You're able to breathe more easily. You're able to step into that conversation more easily that you're meant to be having. Whatever it is, it, it really levels us and really brings us home to our hearts. Yeah. Truly. And,
1: And all it takes is one person to shift that energy, you know, like for an example, if someone is with their spouse and you're arguing with your spouse and and you want to change the energy all you have to do is embody love give them love and mm-hmm. it will change them naturally you know it will it will it will shift the energy and then one other thing i wanted to say about love it's a healthier vibration mm-hmm. meaning sickness disease all of that really sets in when we are coming from a place of fear you know, so that's not to say we're going to be vibrating at the level of love all the time. Yeah. You know, again, we we actually need sickness at times to kind of shift things, let old things die. But um, for the most part, we don't really want to be slipping into those other vibrations of mm-hmm. fear and all of that. So love literally keeps us healthy as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. And you and I have talked a little bit about this, but um, it was so powerful when... You were telling me about like confrontation with your partner, and how whenever you guys like just like hug, mm-hmm. like just like make the impact happen, mm-hmm. your whole mood releases. And it, I'm just speaking to this because I know being in a relationship, being in relationships with people, it can have confrontation. Like that's so healthy, it's important. But there's also moments where we can like find like is this like necessary to like even be like discussing like is this this is so silly or whatever it is you're thinking in your head you know it's silly but you don't really realize until it's after until everyone's beaten down and everyone's hurt and everyone's upset so it's like I get that I get I've been there so many times where like yeah it feels really hard to like choose love in those moments like it really does but Don't be mistaken because when you do, it feels so good. Yeah. So it's like, it's honestly, it's choosing it for yourself firsthand. And then it's like that ripple effect to your partner. Yeah. It's like, do you want to feel that way right now? Like, do you want to feel shitty? Do you want to feel like gross and grumbly and blah, like in that, like really low frequency? Do you want to feel that way? Or do you want to feel like good right now? Mm -hmm. Because you can choose that. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And it's changed every conversation and we're not perfect at it like to this point, but like every time we choose love, our relationship gets closer, deeper. And I know you experience that as well. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. And I
1: think I'm glad you, you say it like that choosing love because most people wait, and this goes for everything in life. Um, most people are waiting for the feeling mm-hmm. they're waiting to feel the thing they're waiting to no, you can choose it and embody it and then you're actually gonna feel that way. You yeah. know, a lot of people I've heard, well it's it's fake if I don't really feel that way. I don't feel loving towards you, so I'm not gonna give you a hug. I don't, mm-hmm. but the reverse is actually true. If you embody it, if you do it, if you give that love, even if you don't feel it mm-hmm. yet, you're
0: going to feel it after you give that yeah you know, and then you're just like a bubble, yeah, <laughs> then you're just a bubble of love, and yeah. you just want to continue hugging or you know, just having a like a really calm discussion about whatever you were confronted by, yeah, um, yeah, it's,
1: it's and one so other thing about. I wanted to say with this just because we're talking about love yes. and it's just so impactful, um just came into my mind is that we can give love to people not in front of us too, you yeah. know, I oftentimes feel into different uh, people in terms of friends or family or sometimes I'll do just a big general practice where I kind of go into a meditation or I dance or I cultivate a certain feel-good feeling inside of me and then radiate it out so Mm -hmm. if I'm doing a general practice I will think about radiating it out into the room that I'm in then radiating it out to um, the city then radiating out and I'm literally visualizing the state visualizing and we can do this and imagine if you had so many people in the world doing these things you know or or if it's an individual like if I have a friend that I know is suffering or I'm just feeling like something's going on with them you know me cultivating a feeling inside of me and then sending that out to them you know so we can energetically fill people with love you can give people love by giving them a smile or love can be a gift or it can be a compliment or it can be a hug
0: you know there are so many different forms of it Mm. yeah it's so true beaming beaming love is so good (laughs) so good yeah so now that we've had this beautiful conversation and we could talk forever and ever and <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Um, but I really want to um, share like what, um, you're really doing, um, what's in your realm of possibilities for the next six months. Obviously we, we like to flow in and out of, um, you know, our present moment, things can happen any day, but if you have a vision for the next six months, what's in store for you, what we, can we expect, all the things? Well,
1: in, um, so in May, that's when the first round of ladies will come into my program and it's one-on-one coaching at first. So I, you know, that that's coming within the next six months. Um, but beyond that may not be within the six month timeframe. I hope to turn it into a group and really create this community of sisterhood. Because I think community is so important as well. So I not only want to change the health of an individual and empower women, um, but I really want to create community. And this is all coming back to my reasoning of just wanting to increase consciousness, you know, wanting to help people heal, because that's what it's going to take to heal the world. So... That's what I see. I know that's a very general thing, but that's where I see myself just really immersed in that right now. Um
0: of just being on my mission. No, it's perfect. It's beautiful. And where can you you kinda hinted, but just a little reminder: where can they find you, follow you, support yeah. you?
1: So my Instagram name is Dr. Nicole Wellness, and doctor is all spelled out. And um yeah that's where you can reach me as of now as I'm kind of in creation mode of creating a bunch of back-end systems but for now Instagram would be the best way to reach me
0: beautiful go support go send Dr. Nicole some love and yeah just enjoy all of her expanding wisdom on Instagram as well thank you so much for being here and Mm -hmm. I'm so happy we're on the podcast. Aww, I love you. And I love you. your heart.
1: Oh, I love you too. And I'm happy to be here. And I really
0: appreciate being on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.